And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. I just, I'm sorry, I just noticed yeah. your... Your top that says repeal. Is that like when you eat half a banana and then you just close it up again? And <laughs> yes. I, it's important to, enough for me to let people know that I believe in closing the banana up again, that I put it on a T-shirt. And I walk around and people are like, stop wearing your political sweaters. I'm like, listen, repeal the banana. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Is It A Boy's Cult, Season 12, Episode 3, the original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. Beside me, a man who says the top five things he stares into are one, his phone, two, the fridge, three, space, four, the abyss, and five, your windows. It's my <laughs> Also beside me, have a lady who says Donald Trump is the 45th greatest president in, of the United States. <laughs> it's shown as show show of clarity. And in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who says you can always count on him to feel you up when you're feeling down. It's Mark, superhero. <laughs> yes, you can. This week we'll be discussing a movie in the shape of La La Land and some TV in the form of Taboo. Of course, we'll have some of the usuals with the news and some previews. Come to a bicycle near you. So, how are we doing? So, Donna's eldest girl, Taylor, mm-hmm. was refusing to watch films that I was putting on the TV because they weren't her jam. <laughs> I see. Too cool for now, school. She She didn't say that, but... When I translate what she says into what I think is cool speak, that's how it comes out. Right? <laughs> All right. And so I said, right, well, what kind of films do you like? And I, cause like, you know, we can watch nearly any film on Netflix nowadays. What, what do you like? She goes, I only watch sad films. Yeah. Give right, her the tricolor. Okay. <laughs> what was that, Shona? Sorry. The tricolor. You know, the French, um, blue, red, white, and blue. No, they're, they're in French. He's never going to oh, see Oh, right. Them. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Sorry. forgot I'm who I'm talking to. you guys to your very core, actually, <laughs> when I tell the story. So then I said, well, look, I have, a, I have a film for you. It's probably the saddest film you're ever going to watch in your life. Up. And she, ma- yeah. she, made, she made a preteen sarcastic face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I went, I'll fucking show you. So, uh, <laughs> so, so Marley um, and me, straight on. <laughs> she, was in, she was at the house on Sunday night. And it took me a long time to find it. Um, but I eventually did find a copy of La Vita Bella. Italian. Oh my film. God, Mark. Mm-hmm. I told wow. you I'd shock you guys. Yeah, yeah. it's it. I, I'm <clears throat> stuck for words. <laughs> have you, have you seen the film? Yes. Yeah. Como se dice? <laughs> Como se dice just means I, how do you say? Okay. <laughs> Molto so, bene, uh, Michele. So I doubled down on my certainty that I was going to show what sad films actually were. And I bet her 20 quid that she would cry first. <laughs> because I've seen this film at least six times. So I know where all the sad parts are. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen this. You remember it now? Yeah. So I suppose three Oscars. Oscars for people listening yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from like the 60s or something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Golden Age of Cinema. And the Golden Age of Cinema, Shona, very right. So it's about this uh, father, son and wife who were taken to concentration camps as they're Jewish in Italy. That's a very high-level synopsis. There's a love story thrown in there at the start that's really nice. And uh, the father basically convinces his son that this is all a game that the Nazis are playing and they're not really in a bad place at all and keeps his spirits up, basically, for the duration of their uh, entrapment. And uh, while doing that, he manages to do the same for his wife, even though she's in a separate camp that he can't get into. So it's all really good. It's a... It's a um, I guess it's a story of how far a father would go for his son. And it's very well told, and it's very, very sad. So uh, 
Sounds like a total rip-off of the boy in the striped pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Is this so, 1979, right? Something like that. Yeah, and so they remade yeah, it six, in 97, six, as Life is Beautiful. The, not the remake, no, not the remake. Okay, okay. The earlier yeah. one. Okay, the remake. Yeah. That they so they, um, anyway, I normally cry at the bit where he goes and takes over the PA and goes, Buongiorno, Principessa. Buongiorno. Um, yeah. I, I normally get, he broke into the PA so that he could say that for his wife. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I knew it was coming as I gripped my teeth. And through all the bits where I usually start crying, I didn't. <laughs> but then at the very end, where everybody cries, I said, well, I'm safe enough here and I just let it all out. <laughs> and I looked, over at, I looked over at Taylor, who was trying to disguise the fact that she was on Instagram. <laughs> so no no to be fair she had just taken out her phone she did watch the film she didn't she didn't uh not watch it she, wa- she watched it in its entirety but i said like why aren't you crying that's hilarious she goes she goes well i like i've, I've seen the boy in the striped pajamas like <laughs> oh, I don't, all right fair enough so uh, you, you need to hit I her lost. up watership down oh yeah that'll shut her up yeah, well, I, I, the champ would have been my preferred option, but see, I, I worry that I don't understand girls. Has she seen Bambi? Oh, you don't need yeah. to worry, Mark. I think it's safe to say you don't. Would you cry at the champ? See, these are all father-son films. Like, and I that's don't think I've never seen the champ. Yeah. Or what about Crime mm-hmm. War versus Crime War? You mean Kramer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> versus, Kramer versus Kramer? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should just go with Marley and me. Schindler's yeah. List? That's always a pick-me-up. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say... Did uh, you cry do you know, Schindler's List, though? Yes. Also, there is a masseuse that comes to my office every week, and um, I would I go in... there is. <laughs> for massages. And uh, she always has sure. music playing, you know, while they're, um, while she's working away. But one of the pieces that I love, that it's a beautiful piece that she always plays, is the violin... What would you call it? A, a concerto? It's not even a concerto. It's a violin piece. Solo. Yeah, yeah the so, you know the one yeah. from Schindler's List. The yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm on the table. I'm relaxed, and then I hear that, and then it's like the world is so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the last time I cried at a movie was when they dismembered uh, Mel Gibson in Braveheart. <laughs> 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 Jokes me up every time. <laughs> uh, Pretty do you good. know what I watched? Mm. Do you know what I watched actually ah. to get us to get us on topic? And it was the masseuse that reminded me of it. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Who was in that? No. Who was in that? Zach Efron and the guy from the nanny, the manny from Modern Family. Oh, okay. They are Mike and Dave, and they basically ruin every family event. But now their sister is getting married, and they've been ordered to bring dates to keep them under control. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, we watched it. We watched the, We watched the trailer for this, actually. Yeah, we did. Familiar. Yeah, we previewed yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they make a video. They they put an ad on Craigslist saying, if you want a free holiday in Hawaii, which is where the wedding is, you just need to be our dates. And it goes viral, of course. <clears throat> All kinds of people trying to uh, get going to uh, <laughs> get going to Hawaii with them. But it's actually really funny. But there's a brilliant scene. One of the guys, I think you're a fan of his, Steve. He was the guy in um, that goes, I am made of questions right now. That had a snake in his lunchbox. I can't even remember what film it was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was a masseuse in it. And uh, 
one of the girls that they bring as a date pays a little something extra for the massage to be that little bit extra. <laughs> and it's just, it's hilarious. It's not like, it's, it's not dirty. It's just funny. It's just so funny. <laughs> So, uh, Anna, Anna Kendrick's in this. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. sold. She's one of the dates. <laughs> and She's Aubrey one of the Plaza. Dates. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a guy that uh, Mark Maron. No, no, I can't think of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what would you give it? Uh, well, I laughed a hell of a lot watching it. Um, as comedies go, it's really funny. I'd probably give it a six. It's a oh, good right. six. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus, you're a fierce man with the marksman. <laughs> Who's well, I, just in context, like, because I gave, I gave a criminal Scientology. What's the name of that one? Something intelligence, central intelligence, central intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave that like a seven. It's not quite as good as that. Yeah, I see. Ah. Um, who saw so, the Last Kingdom? Oh, okay. We're going to get into Shona's sickbed viewing. Oh. So I know apologies to all of my um, fans out there. I know you've been writing in your hundreds and thousands uh, to the studios wondering if I was okay. I am okay. I just had a lung infection and then there was a bit of a vom situation happening. I'm mostly okay. You were sick as a small hospital, weren't you? Oh my God. I've had everything going whilst also working 15 hour days to an impossible deadline and just... uh, yeah, feeling like shit a lot of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can still hear it a bit in my chest, but I actually feel better. And what, um, would you, what would you give it out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> now, would 10 be like in terms Trigger of killer. epicness or killer? I'm going to give killer, it a killer yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And did um, you, I'm just concerned, like, who was making dinner for your husband? There was more than one Supermax. <laughs> I've also not been to the gym since December 28th, so I'm round and soft now. <laughs> We're not passing any comments. This is a judgment-free zone, Sean. <laughs> I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, except for it's your not opinions. actually at all, because I've been judging you for ages, but sure. Um, so the upside to being sick is that you get to watch a hell of a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, when you manage to have sick days, but between your crazy deadlines. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I got to watch was The Last Kingdom, which was something that my husband kind of put on the TV one day. And I was like, oh, I remember one of the guys talking about mm-hmm. this. So I was texting you guys. I think, Mike, you were the one mm-hmm. that said you liked it. And we devoured it. Yeah. I, I so enjoyed that show. <laughs> the, the basic premise of the show is it's when the Vikings come to England. And so basically it's Vikings against, I suppose, the last kingdoms of England before mm-hmm. they're overtaken by the Vikings or what have you. But the, the, the thing no, that I no think... No spoilers for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I think... He's not even listening. Look at him. He's got other things to do. Bigger what fish to fry. Freak. What a prick. Mark smells. <laughs> Anyways. Um, the thing that I think holds the show together is their main character, who is um, Saxon. He's raised in the UK. And then his... Uh, kingdom is attacked by Vikings when he's a young boy and his brother, the eldest, is killed. And so is his father. So he becomes the heir to the kingdom. But then the Vikings steal him. And then instead of killing him, so they like him. And then they raise him as a Viking. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So he's raised as a Viking and super hot. And then gets back. <laughs> it's important information. Because I wouldn't yeah. watch this if there weren't hot people in it. Yeah. There is this naked is Viking bomb. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so there's going to be violence. I need something bit else. Bit to keep casual it. objectifying. Yeah. It, a little casual yeah. objectifying. I'm sorry, but that's what happens. Um, 
And so <clears throat> he's a Viking and ends up kind of attacking on the Vikings' behalf. And then something happens where Vikings don't trust him anymore. And he's kind of in this gray area between not being a Viking and not being a Saxon. And uh, the show is kind of where his loyalties lay and where he is able to place them for his own survival and benefit and the women that he meets, of course. It's so good. Mm-hmm. We devoured the show, I'd say, over a couple... Well, I don't know. Did, did we both watch it or was it just me? I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. I actually it's really enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't remember my husband's yeah. presence. It was beside yeah. the point. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it was really do you good. Want good news? Yes. There's nine books. Woo! But there's... Not good looking people in books. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they just, just print they, out a picture of them and, you know, yeah. just bring have it material. over to every page. <laughs> <you know? laughs> they have enough material to like make 70 TV shows out of. Oh, great. Yeah. I know that season two has been renewed mm-hmm. and I think it's coming to TV in the fall or something. I think so. Yeah. Actually, my young lad, uh, this is how I know there's nine books. <laughs> uh, I gave him the first one to read mm. and, uh, Within about 36 hours, he basically held me up against the wall and told me to order all the rest of them on Amazon. <laughs> really? Is it that good? <laughs> yeah, he read five of them in a week. Wow. Okay. Um, absolutely obsessed. And he's saving the, the last four for a special occasion. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> that's sweet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Enjoyable viewing. Mm. How, many, how many episodes did you watch then? The first season has eight episodes, so I watched eight episodes. Oh, right. That's all there is. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Worth viewing. Um, I I just, watched, sorry, I just noticed yeah. your your top. It says repeal. Is that like when you eat half a banana and then you just close <laughs> it up again? And <laughs> yes. I. It's important to, enough for me to let people know that I believe in closing the banana up again, that I put it on a t-shirt, and I walk around and people are like, stop wearing your political sweaters. I'm like, listen, repeal the banana. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's like those seals you get on, you know, chicken, where you can re- yeah, seal yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, they say some of them are easy open. They're not yeah, fucking they're easy not. to open. <laughs> no, Full of lies. Um, I saw um, Live by Night, which was the... Ben Affleck flop mm. we've heard about. Yeah, yeah. May cost, was it Warner? 30 million or so? Yeah. But it has, uh, Elle Fanning, Brendan mm-hmm. Leeson, um, of course, Ben Affleck, a few mm. other people you recognize. Yeah. Um, I don't know why this is flopping. I think it's just badly timed. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The name is a problem. Live by night. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. Because I keep on looking at it and saying, "Live by night." Is, is he in a band? Or <laughs> <laughs> is he is he a vampire? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, it's What's about, it about? It's about a group of <coughs> Boston-bred gangsters. This is for, straight mm-hmm. from IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, they set up shop in Bami, Florida, during the Prohibition era, facing off against competition and the Ku Klux Klan. Mm. But there's more to it than that. Mm. Um, yeah. I was going to ask if it's happened like Lotus. No, you know what? It, it, uh, the last two seasons of Boardwalk Empire would be along the same lines because it was set in the same uh, era, okay. uh, Prohibition era, right. and they sort of have the same kind of connections. That, like to to make their bootleg rum mm-hmm. or whiskey or whatever, yeah. they they also need suppliers for stuff like molasses and mm-hmm. uh, so on to get sort of speakeasies and shipping mm-hmm. and so on like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's the Italians versus the Irish mob mm-hmm. trying to get them up. And that's that's pretty much, he's Irish, mm-hmm. yeah. gets involved with the Italian mob yeah. uh, and has issues with the Irish mob. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, that's kind of mm-hmm. the 
the background to it, let's say. But it's brilliant. It's really mm. good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. So what's your take on why it was such a complete flop? I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was just bad marketing or, because mm. I'd heard little to nothing about this. I mean, I came mm. in uh, to the ice screens and there was no noise about it. Mm-hmm. No when, when did it come out? 13th. Yeah, it's oh, fairly it's recent. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never heard of it before. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the only reason I'd seen it was because it, it was listed as one of the biggest flops mm-hmm. in recent times, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. You know, it's funny the things that attract you to watch something. Steve. I know. Yeah. But, well, it is, I was just going. I haven't heard of this. Let's see. This what it's is about. Be really you know, shy. It, <laughs> was, it was advertised a lot in the cinema that I frequent. Wow. Oh. In both trailers and in posters outside. Yeah. And I actually thought, like, in, in my head, I went, that looks a bit like Lawless. I thought of Boardwalk Empire as well when I saw it. I said, that might be worth a look, you know. And yeah. I also keep saying live by night. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. It's not just me. <laughs> not just you at all. Um, I can confirm they mean live by night. Okay. Yeah. Sleep by day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was pretty strong and he's really good in it. And, um, jeez, uh, Brendan Leeson is fantastic in it. He's well, all, he's almost doing the guard character. Now he does right. play a cop, mm-hmm. Boston cop, but, but he's right. just so, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's just so straight laced about mm-hmm. his character, you know, yeah. no shit boy. Yeah. Like, you know, the first two sentences he says, you know what kind of character he is, right. you know, he's just yeah. fucking brilliant, you know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'd highly recommend he it. He is brilliant. Yeah. 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 So he instead is, of a yeah. gout, he's a cap. <laughs> 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 what part of Ireland is she from? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, Oh, Cork is it? Oh no, he says this brilliant. He had this brilliant line because um, you know the, his son is Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. and he's like the criminal. Right. And uh, he walks up to him at one stage and goes, "Oh, so you're a cop killer now, are you?" You know, <laughs> just such a typical line. You know, oh, it's a cop killer you are now, is it? You know, <laughs> brilliant. Um, Shona. Did you saw Better Call Saul? You finished it? Yes. Another part of my, yeah. uh, I have to say that on my sick bed, I took recommendations from all three of you uh-huh. and watched things that you have recommended in the past. So mm-hmm. Mike gave me The Last Kingdom, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I think of everything I've seen, I'm the most excited about. So Mike wins the recommendation wars. Hear However, that guys. hear that? <laughs> <laughs> not a real, not a real war, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I also got back into Better Call Saul because I know it's something that Steve, you've gone on a lot about and it comes up at the bikies the last couple of years. And I've always kind of felt like, um, I never gave it enough of a chance because I only got, I'd say four or five episodes into season one. Um, so while working from home, I put it on in the background and plowed through the first and second season. Um, <clears throat> now I have to say, I think the second season is way stronger than the first, which is maybe why I didn't get into the first season. Really? Maybe it's something like Breaking Bad. Maybe it's a bit of a slow burner. Um, but I think you needed some of the plot developments from the first season in order to be interested enough, um, for it to have kind of the, the punch that it had in the second season. Once you get into some of the, the darker side and you see some of his evolution. Um, so I think Saul alone, because he's so happy go lucky, kind of goofy, uh, you know, sketchy lawyer on its own doesn't really stand up. But once you add in some of the darker characters, especially the characters that we know from Breaking Bad, um, I think it gets a lot more interesting. And that those characters are the ones that had me kind of flipping for the next episode and seeing how Saul was going to get involved in everything. So yeah, really enjoyed it. 
Cool, because I, I've I've been keeping the second season on ice. Have you? And th- that might be the 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 kick I need to go back to it. Is there a reason is there you put much, it on ice? Is there much lawyery stuff in it? Yes, that's what it's about. But now, I know it's about a lawyer, <laughs> but there was next next to no law in the first one, first season. Hmm. I wouldn't say it takes front and center all of a sudden. I mean, every episode isn't in a courtroom. No, yeah. not at all. No. I think a lot of his <clears throat> I'm trying to remember now which season is which. Um the court case that he starts doing with his brother. Is that season one or two? Does anyone two, know? Two, I'd say. Yeah, that doesn't sound familiar yeah. to you, Mark. Two, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so there is a court case that he works heavily on. Um it's not always in the court. You know, he's obviously doing a lot of prep for it. And it's interesting to see the different layers of what work he go he does. Um outside of court and then how things get very complicated and all of a sudden he is he's just kind of up against some some new forces and he's having to find some new angles to do something so i think there is kind of the machinations of legal drama without always necessarily being based in a court yeah all the tropes good that sounds even better yeah yeah, it's great. I loved it. Yeah, I th- I yeah. thought season two was. I finished watching it and I texted Steve that um <clears throat> finished season one and two of Better Call Saul. Season two is far stronger. So mm. I look forward to hearing what you think about it, Mark. Mm. Mm-hmm. You reminded me of a joke from the Unbreakable Kenny, Kenny, Kimmy Schmidt. You know, you know, she 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 stopped going to school because she was taken into the bunker when she was mm-hmm. like in eighth grade or something. Yeah. So she's watching TV. <laughs> And uh, somebody turns it off, and she said, "Put that back on." I love Law Squiggle Order. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I owe I owe Very Sean good. an apology because I slated that show when I watched it first. Yeah, but I went back to it, and uh, we're looking for something short and funny, and I couldn't find anything that I wanted to watch that was short and funny. And the Unbreakable with Kimmy Schmidt kept coming up on Netflix. I went, "Okay." So I put back on the first episode and watched it in a second time. I actually enjoyed it a lot more. And then like we binge watched about five or six episodes in. It was really funny. Is that season one or two? Uh, season one, the first six episodes. Okay. Really, like, just I, I never, I haven't even bothered watching season two. Was my husband watched the whole thing. I think he binged it in a couple of days, but I just didn't. Really, yeah. I liked season one, but I had no interest in going back. Yeah, well, I had no interest in it at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but going back, going back, giving it a second shot was was worthwhile. Great. Well, it wasn't bad at all. It's good when you find something like that. I uh, watched another movie this week. Um, it was. It's a called A Man Called Ove, and it is uh, one of the nominations for a foreign movie. Okay. Yeah. Steve's oh, always thanks, keeping us abreast of what's going on. Yes. Yes. And um, it's not bad actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about a grumpy, <coughs> ill-tempered old man who's a very, very much a stickler for. Um, did you see this? No, the I way you're looking it, at me, you, you certainly perked he's, up. He's yeah, I'm it. looking like this is a movie I'm going to enjoy. He's in it. <laughs> yeah. So but Mike's like grumpy old man. Tell me yeah. more. <laughs> so he's living alone. His his wife has died. Uh, previous, you, you don't actually know what to start, but um, but he's uh, spends his day enforcing block association rules and <laughs> visiting his wife's grave. <laughs> so, like at eight o'clock in the morning, he goes off on his rounds to make sure that like the bins are in the right order and there's no rubbish or bikes and you know people <laughs> driving up and down the thing. And he gives out shit to people and, and he goes out anyway. It's his, it's his life's work pretty much, um, but he's he's just given up and he's like done with life and. 
he is trying to put an end to it, but every time he tries to, his new neighbors that have moved in interrupt him or something like that. And then he, he just grows to sort of get on with them and like them and become more involved in the community through them kind of way. Not by choice, okay. but suddenly you see that he's actually kind of enjoying it despite himself, you know. <laughs> right. So, so, you know, it's, it's really sort of heartwarming story yeah. and it's, it's really, it's really well made. And, um, and then you get to see his backstory and his wife who, you know, absolute gorgeous person, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, what a great life they had and so on, how they got together and all that kind yeah. of back, uh, story, which is great as well. Um, there's nearly two movies in it. But, um, yeah, I still think The Land of Mine is stronger. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. But anyway, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, I'd certainly give it a seven. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, what else did we see this week? There's something else I wanted to There mention. was also, uh, Homeland. Yeah. Homeland season six, episode one. Is that the latest season? Aired. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do either of you watch Homeland? Gave up for a long time. Gave up on it at the yeah. start of last season. I was just like, yeah, enough already. Yeah, and that's kind of how I'm feeling. That yeah. was exactly what my review of, yeah. of this episode was going to be. Is that like, I'm sick of Moni Face. I'm mm. kind. I was just gonna say, I'm kind of <laughs> sick of every. I feel like every season we start in the same position, different man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's just like, yawn. It's just like, moan face. Oh, she's oh, a brilliant God. political mind trying yeah. to save a man who is also a brilliant political mind yeah. who is somehow in peril. And how is she going to get to be in love and also save the world but who she needs this other person's mind? She needs to work with them in love and in war and what's going to happen. And it's ha- every single yawn. season, it's the same story. So yawn. I'm, I'm kind of bored. Yeah. So I'm not committing to this season, yeah. Homeland season six. You've got yeah. to impress me next episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm really bored. And the only thing I liked about Peter Quinn, you've kind of taken away. So why would I? That's what I, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I'm not going back to it either. Unless somebody comes back to me and tells me, oh, it's, oh my God. It's yeah. No, but no. Um, though I think those that are still watching are sort of the hardcore fans. Mm. You know, yeah. you'd have to be really, wouldn't you? I, um, I would like to talk to somebody who is an, an avid Homeland fan, and I'd like to know what what drives you. What is it? <laughs> what is missing from your life that you're still watching? <laughs> is is Carrie's character that compelling to people who who would be massive fans of the show? Is that what it is? Mm. I'm curious. <laughs> is it the political landscape? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, believe it or not, I saw another movie. What else did you see? Yeah, do yeah, you yeah, even yeah. have a job? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I had no uh, adult supervision over the weekend. So, <laughs> so I got to see lots of stuff. Um, yeah. It's called iBoy. All right. So there's this guy, right? And he's trying to stop this pretty violent attack happening in this uh, flat complex. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going in to visit his friend, mm. uh, a wee girlene, played by Maisie Williams. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, the lads that are uh, attacking them uh, turn on him and he legs it mm-hmm. and they shoot him. Mm-hmm. But he wakes up and the way they shot him, he was on the phone trying to ring the, the police. He's 999. Okay. But the way they shot him, it embedded his mobile phone in his head. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, hence the title iBoy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So now, uh, you know, he's got... Uh, so now he has these like almost superhero powers. No, they're definitely superhero <laughs> powers, right? And so he's able to use uh, technology and uh, what do you call it? Uh, knowledge that he he's mm-hmm. able to glean from nearly every digital device to get his revenge on the guys who didn't, okay. 
yeah, the original <laughs> attack. And yeah. it's it's completely fluff, but it's it's, <laughs> it's very enjoyable. Um, oh. and it's very well done, actually. Oh, you know, it because funny. yeah, I know because you think like, oh come on, but yeah. <laughs> but actually, when you you see them explaining it, they're like, yeah, we're afraid to touch it, yeah. you know, because we're not sure <laughs> what will happen. And he's just like. So what's happening? Well, there's no swelling. We just can't understand how you're walking and talking and, you know, yeah. you know, you're, you're functioning normally. <laughs> and then, uh, he's, he like looks out a window or something. He sees all these sort of, you know, like matrix-esque digits, <laughs> you know, coming up <laughs> off all these devices and he's able to tune into like Snapchats yeah. and, you know, everything that's, yeah. that's nearby. Oh, it's, it's very, yeah. very cool. Uh, so when he's, when he's walking around, is there a voice in his head saying, turn left 20 meters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, God, so, I need one of those. <laughs> um so yeah yeah it, it was worth to watch um it's fluff but um, when did that come out uh just last week oh cool yeah yeah so um i would give it yeah sci-fi crime thriller yes mm. so i'd give it maybe a six okay huh. most right you know it's better than average but mm-hmm. not fantastic but it, it's worth it up. yeah mm. so yeah oh. um i saw stuff did you? Yeah, I'm feeling rather left out you, here tonight. What, I have to speak say. up, please. Yes. Well, just start talking. You Are you new here, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I fucking feel like no, it. He's been back a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what have you been watching? I saw the end of Spies. Yeah, I w- I missed your review of it, but basically everything oh. you said, I completely agree with. Hey. <laughs> well, There's the, not enough action compared yeah, well, to SAS. Well, you it's did quite send boring. me the text along with the bullet in the envelope. So. <laughs> Here is your opinion on spies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, once you saw the whole season, what did you think? You uh, you finished your review by the way, saying you weren't going to watch it. That I wasn't going to watch it. Yeah. Oh. And then you did, which is exactly how I felt. I'm like, I don't like the show. I'm going to watch it. That's what or a maybe spy that would was do, your review. It? Yeah. <laughs> maybe you were like, it's all about like- deception. <laughs> um, I, I'm, does it get any better? It does and it doesn't. There's a couple of storylines in it they're like oh yeah that's kind of cool but they i mean the fundamental problem with the series is they keep trying to play it down mm-hmm. you know there's opportunities for great tv like expulsions mm-hmm. and they do it in the most low-key manner possible you know they like yeah. put an envelope on the person's pillow while they're all gone yeah and then just and they just pick goodbye. it up oh all right see you guys <laughs> you know like big brother they could stretch that out for weeks yeah you know yeah um and then the the presenters they keep on making a point of how not James Bondish the profession is, but that's the whole reason we're watching it because we yes, want it of course. to be yeah, yeah, James yeah, yeah. Bond. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're telling us it's really a bit shit, that doesn't really yeah, generate yeah, yeah, yeah. enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that said, I did have to watch the rest of it, and I was quite surprised with who won in the end. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because like you know, in any of these shows, you kind of have your favorites. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, sort. Oh, yeah, he's got skills. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, all the all the kind of front runners kind of fell, mm. fell as fell at the wayside, um, which I suppose was good. Kept me, yeah. kept me watching. There was the one guy who fell early on in the season. So this, I don't care if, the, if you're not going to watch the show, you're not going to watch mm. it. And if you did, you've already saw this. Um, one of the early episodes and they always talk about the fact that um, you know one of the things about being a spy is that you might be responsible for stopping a terrorist attack or a cyber hack um, but you can never say it you know mm-hmm. you're always kind of in the shadows yeah, yeah. having to 
shy away from praise that would come from mm-hmm. people because they can't know that you do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's all about kind of being the gray man and being quiet yeah, yeah. and kind of going about your job. Uh-huh. And there's the one guy in the group who he has sown paranoia into himself because I think he was given a task by by one of the leaders. And so he gets up and walks away from the group. <laughs> and then he does like, if you saw um like Will Ferrell in a Will Ferrell movie <laughs> trying to pretend to be a spy, this guy oh, really? would have done like, oh, really? he, he walks out the door and then on the ground does like a roll across the across the oh, door really? <laughs> so he can like come back into the room and no one can see him but he does it like it, it was just Will Ferrell <laughs> and then he's like crawling on the ground and he just sits on the ground outside the door and listens to the group make chit chat about nothing one of the mm. guy, one of the team says something about him that's just like oh uh, do you think he's going to last because that's one of the tasks that the one of the spies has given that person is you need to extract from this person the two people that they think are, are going to leave next or something yeah so this person was like, yeah, you know, do you think he's going to last? And the woman said something like, uh, you know, it's hard to say um, he's done this well, but, you know, uh, there's some things he's done that I'd question. Yeah. And then your man who's sitting on the floor, like, pops up and he's just like, ha ha, none of you knew I pretended to leave the room, but that I didn't leave the room. And then I just no sat there way. and I listened to everything you said. And they kind of all looked at him like, okay. nothing, all right, that's too bad for you. <laughs> and he's, and, but he's trying to pretend like he's heard something. So he's like, yeah. I heard you guys, and they're like, uh, 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 what, "What? What do you want me to do about that?" And he's just like, "I, you, I know what you said, you." And it was just embarrassing for him. And he's I, like, one of those guys. To say that was world class cringe. <laughs> it sounds like, it it sounds was like the so office. So bad yeah. it was. And like, here's a guy who clearly, clearly needs to be a know-it-all you can see it all over his personality you know that like he's overweight he looks like he's he's a bit socially awkward Mm -hmm. and he's clearly in his mind built himself up to be sharper than other people Mm -hmm. and in in his worldview that's his saving grace you know he's just like well i'm i i can tune into things people don't get because other people are stupid yeah yeah yeah, and um and then even like when he's getting kicked out you know they come back Mm -hmm. from lunch or something Mm -hmm. like that and he sees an envelope on his bed and he just needs to say to everybody like oh that's it i'm gone bye you guys before he needs to say that before he opens the envelope just to show everybody like i know what the envelope means but like Good for you. That's what the envelope means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he needed to say it first rather than just opening up the letter yeah, that said yeah. you're the- Anyways, that guy was cringe. Ugh. I've totally hijacked your review. That's <laughs> okay. That's I okay. watch it for that. <laughs> if you feel a certain need for that kind of just ugly in the belly, Awkward. I'm feeling sorry for no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, but there's a few of those funny. moments because... What they talk about being a spy is about kind of picking you apart. You have to actually be in your core meant to be a spy because you can't, there's some things you can't train into people. And like one of the kind of tests that one of the candidates is given was basically like, would you sleep with a contact for information? And she was just like, uh, you know, yeah, if I had to. And then, like, you just see all the spies going, ooh, <laughs> red flag. And then they were, they pulled her aside and they're like, you can't sleep with people for information. You're gone. And it, I felt so I, bad for her. I thought that was really unfair. I know, because, like, they begin, 
the whole series by mm. giving you a questionnaire that's just like, would you lie to people? Would you mm. lie for the benefit of your country? Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to kill people? And to all those things, the right answer might be yes. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like, she's a beautiful person. She clearly puts looks ahead of other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I bet she'd use her body for, for bad. And then yeah. they're like, would you sleep with people? And she's like, yeah, if I had to. And then they were like, oh, she cheated on her boyfriend. And it's just, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a few cringe uh, moments. Um, so um, you recommend it. It's yeah. really weak. I mean, despite us laughing about yeah. it, it's actually a pretty <laughs> weak fun, TV it, show. Oh, it's fun for its weakness. It's not. Yeah. It's not fun. Like I wouldn't be laughing watching mm-hmm. it. You have to oh, find okay. the fun yeah. where where you find yeah. it. Yeah, okay. It's it's enter- it's mildly entertaining. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's. It's not great, but I just couldn't help myself. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. It was okay. I I could. <laughs> Still haven't watched any more of it. I thought that like the the best part of the show was definitely the three spies with all this experience, but they downplay that too. Like you don't really get to hear enough from them about Yeah. They don't all... they don't get to put their experience Well they're not allowed to tell us anything, are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um, kind of What boy. they actually need what they actually need is to be produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Yes, mm, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, and then all of a sudden it'd be a good show. Do you know what else I saw? And this is even more cringe than uh, <laughs> that poor bastard hiding behind the, the, the couch. <laughs> is Idris Elba Fighter. Oh, I wanted to Discovery. watch that. I'm glad you watched it for me. Oh, God. Oh, no. Is it I, bad? It's not a bad show, but just the premise of it is, you know, Idris Elba, he's 43. And the idea is he wants to dedicate one year of his life to... Uh, becoming a K1 kickboxer and then taking on a professional fighter at the end. I think I heard What's about it. Oh, dear, I it's heard about one? it. Yeah, it's, it's a style of kickboxing. And who's yeah, oh, it's a certain rule format for kickboxing. It's, uh, there's, it's, it's quite hearty. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the guy, you know, he's in all right shape for his age. But Has he a fighting background? He did a bit of kickboxing in his early 20s for a few years. And then he quit, say, by 24, 25. And he's done nothing for the last 20 years. Um, so, like, he's not coming from a, a major background, like where he was a pro fighter that retired when he was 35, and he's having another lash at it. Um, so I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, you're going to get killed. <laughs> and, and, dis- and even apart from getting killed, just putting yourself through what needs to be done to not get killed in the ring. Why would you do it at his age? And he, like, he's a wealthy guy. Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like even in the. Steve's giving us some music yeah. here. <laughs> like in the first episode, you know, he's, he's doing his, his basic training and whatever. And then they stick him into spar for the first time. In and 20 years. In 20 years. It's his first round of sparring. And they put him up against this young lad who's sharp as a tack. Uh, you know, you just see him doing pads and it's quite obvious this guy knows what he's doing. And then they stick him in and thank God there was no headshots in the particular first round. But by the end of the round, it's only 90 seconds. <laughs> Poor old Idris just has this, this thousand yard stare. You can see him trying to suck air into oh his God. lungs. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck have I let myself into? <laughs> I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. <laughs> you know, you know, he's had this bout last October. Oh, really? Is it that old? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the first time I've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you going to continue to watch it? 
You know, I think I might. Okay, I it's kind of car crash think, TV because I, I, I feel might. so bad for him. Yeah, yeah. I might watch it as well. You know. Yeah. Okay. Sound like I, I love the I love the premise. I do think he's foolhardy. Mm-hmm. Like if you put it in context, Ash Daly just announced her retirement today. Did she? Uh, yeah, she's yeah. Um, a brain scan came back with something that was a bit troubling in it. Oh no way! Okay, it was the kind of the remnants of a brain bleed that had happened, like an aneurysm that had burst. I think is what she said. Oh. But there was stuff there that meant going into full contact combat was a really bad idea. Yeah, right. yeah. Which is a pity, you know, because there was plenty of fights left for Ash out there. Um, but uh, she's her her post was really positive, and she's going on to do better things. So best of luck, Ash. You'll always be remembered as a pioneer of uh, women's Irish mixed martial arts. Yeah. So then you look at Idris Elba at 43 with nothing to prove to anyone but himself, obviously, and he's put himself in harm's way for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like he, it, it's obviously something he really, really wants to do. I mean, it's yeah. taking the bucket list, no? And he's he's obviously yeah. a fit and agile yeah. athletic guy, you know. So well, when you see him, well, that's why in, he's doing the training camp for a year, no? Yeah, uh, I mean, when you see him in the ring, it's so obvious that he's. But that's way a, out that's of his episode depth. one, though. That's right? episode one, right? That's episode yeah, one. Yeah, in yeah. fairness, like he can yeah. come on a long way in a year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially if you're, yeah, if it's but your you're job, not going to catch you know? a pro yeah. fighter. And <clears> and the pain, you know, apart from you know getting hit. You know, just fucking training, sprinting in the rain, fucking diets, and it's just shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard, like, but you you need to be, like, you'd wonder how we'd have the hunger, like, because it's for one fight that's a year away, so I'd probably do fuck all for nine months. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say it's uh, a... Then I go, fuck, I better train for this. I'd say you've got thrown a few quid by Discovery, I'd say, to make this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a secondary (laughs) motivation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're Idris Elba, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. True story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just put on your Twitter, not doing anything at the minute, and then you wait. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, he's he's bank, and um, I'm sure his agent knows it, but this is obviously something he wanted to do. But, like, fair fair play. I want to watch it, though. I kind of need to see it. When I was asking you about what his background was, because, like, we all saw what happened to CM Punk. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I spent weeks having a man crush in that guy. <laughs> and to see him just be to see him just be embarrassed in the in the cage, I don't think it uh, did him any good luck. Yeah. Uh, and that was his bucket list scratching, you know? <laughs> well I, I think in fairness Idris Elba doesn't have any ambitions of conquering the, the UFC or whatever. He's I think he's well, taking too- on a pro kickboxer, that's a pretty lofty goal. It is. It's a, it's mental, yeah. It's mental. Yeah. You know, if he wanted to fight a really good amateur, fair enough. <laughs> but somebody who does this shit for money, I don't know. No, anyway. the, he should be fighting somebody his own age that's been training about the same length. Mm. Ideally, another actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Him no and headshots. Tom <laughs> at <least. laughs> then uh, at least it would make sense, you know, but just. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm afraid I'm probably going to end up watching this. Just uh, out of car crash TV sort of stuff. It was something I saw, you know, when you're just sick in your home all the time because I couldn't leave the house. It was something I, I contemplated putting on Series Link just to, because it seemed interesting. I never mm-hmm. did, but um, yeah, I might right. just. Were you too sick to reach the Series Link button? Or? No, I actually, <laughs> I obviously thought better of it. <laughs> um, okay. When Shall la- we start? One last thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm was Mark's recommendation for Shona's sickbed viewing. 
which was uh now correct me if I'm wrong. Stone Cold Steve Austin, oh, Brokeback Mountain, <laughs> Skull Crusher, <laughs> Challenge Rain. Ditch Wrestling. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. <laughs> I think you had, you had all of those words in that title show. That's really correct. <laughs> so many other words. <laughs> Brokeback Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's so entertaining. And I love that every other episode is either a men's group or a women's group because Obviously, they're physically fit in different ways, and getting to see them fight against each other is amazing. And it's just crazy some of the things that people do. Some of the characters are insane. Like there was one guy. I was watching the first few four episodes of um, season two, where the ones I could download from Sky. And um, if if this is the guy you messaged us about today, I talked about him on the podcast already. Did you? When he was just like, I watched it. It's it's mine. Oh yeah, I talked, about, I talked about him. He's brilliant. Yeah. There's a guy in season three who is um, up there with him, but his his shout is violence. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it might be violent. So he does the, the trough challenge and he wins. He rings the bell and he turns around to the guy and goes, violent. <laughs> It's funny, I'm just looking at the two of you on the couch there. I can just almost feel all the respect Steve has for you leaking out of him. (laughs) Steve, have you watched this? Did you go watch it yet? No, I haven't watched it. This is is why you think you won't like it, because you're wrong about that. No, it's uh, because it's been compared to the other one that I did watch with Mm. the other wrestler dudes who was injured or Mm -hmm. didn't have a job. It was John Cena is your father. Yeah. It was contrasted with American Great. It's not like that. Yeah, we, we compared the two, but different. it's actually a contrast. It's a different. I think thing. I like right. Steve Austin's one because it's not trying to bring gravitas into everything. He's just I like I do too, you're you know, here because you're a physical yeah. competitor. Let's see how good you are. Uh, and then he's just like he doesn't talk a whole lot. He's like you know he he um, urges them on when they're competing, and then when they're done, he's just like you did good. See you down the road. And it's just like, man, a few words, which is how it should be for professional wrestlers who have their own reality TV shows. <laughs> no, could he, you imagine? He's, he's actually, he's just a host, but he's really good at it. He is, yeah. He's not asking you if you love your father. He's just like, can you climb a rope after you've just mm-hmm. done like uh, other crazy shit that you're exhausted by? You know? No. Um, I think, I think people, people that haven't seen it and made their mind up on it tend to not like it. <laughs> mm. But once you actually watch it, it tends to change your mind. I it's think. really, really yeah. enjoyable. And some of these women, how strong they are. Now, I don't know if it was one of the episodes I saw today. The first ever episode I saw was one that was just, it was on TV on, I think, Dave. <clears throat> and, um, it was like a season five episode, I think. And the woman who was competing, her arms were so cut, but like it wasn't big and bulky. It was just like, the most beautiful like shoulder tricep bicep i was just like your arms are so pretty she was just like i'm strong i can beat everyone and then she was strong and like she beat everyone she was amazing and i was just like you're incredible you train so hard what do you do did it did it offend your your sexist values that they have men and women in separate heats no what that does men and women when they are at their physical peak have different strength capacities it's i don't like it's like weight think, classes yeah i don't yeah. i don't think that's sexist i think yeah. it's um of course it isn't i want to get a reaction like that of you <laughs> oh okay well i'm glad to oblige um i do love that he's included both men and women competitors nod to St- stone cold steve austin for mm. for uh, understanding that women are in on the strength game too what about and, the other genders yeah <laughs> there's no yeah there's no trends um or any of many other gender competing, so far as we know, but they might just be competing in the male or female class. But um, 
Uh, there, and it's great kind of seeing the different backgrounds. You know, you have some military background, you have some MMA, you have one, one, one woman who's amazing, um, did jujitsu and like she won, uh, a tussle match or whatever you call it. And she was just like, yeah, jujitsu. <laughs> that was her happy cry. <laughs> and, um, what do some other people do? They run CrossFit training. Other people are like professional so the wrestlers. Is, the, thing, the thing about it is, is for the skull crusher challenge, you need a CrossFitter. Yeah. That's who you need if you want to have a chance of beating it and improving the time. You need a CrossFitter. But to get to there, CrossFitters aren't the best. So you need That's someone crazy. that has wrestling or something kind of like combat oriented, some kind some discipline of combat athletics. And then, uh, and uh, you need to mix that with, um, with CrossFit at the end. There was a guy there last week. Um, well, it's not last week. I'm watching it on catch up. So it's season three, episode three or something like that. And he had wrestled up to collegiate level and he was now doing CrossFit. And I was going looking at him going, Oh, this guy, if he's, <laughs> athletic, if he's athletic, this could be the guy. And then the first event, the sandbag one, which I think is a fucking insane event because <laughs> you're two giant men run directly at each other at full tilt. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, that's what they do in American football with any amount of pads and they have nothing here. But anyway, that guy was brilliant. He was brilliant. Um, no spoilers because you'd eventually <laughs> watch that episode, but, but he was, he was really good to watch. So, Steve, you, you gotta, you just gotta. Okay. I'll give it one episode. <laughs> that's, I'm that's fine. I'm that's impressed totally by the physicality so you, of so it. So season three, episode three, you say? That's a good one to watch. I okay. think if you watch okay, the one, then. it's mine. That might be even better. <laughs> yeah, that's season two, episode three. I, I, I don't think that one would. <laughs> but like after every competition, he's like, mm. I win yeah. and I dominate. Yeah, that's the reason it's I like don't he watch thought he was auditioning you know? for WWF. Exactly. This guy, so I'm going to watch the other one. This guy... This guy, that guy is not, he's not auditioning, right? He's juiced out of his fucking mind. <laughs> well, that's because he talks about the fact that he used to be a drug addict. And I'm like, used to be. You clearly yeah. are jacked up on some shit. Clearly. Cle- and like- it's just when he, when he gets into the event, so much fucking hormones. Oh my God. But he cannot fucking hold it together when the event he is can't. over. So he, he's funny to watch. It's nothing to do with professional wrestling. Stone Cold Steve Austin is there to give his name value to the show, but it could be fucking anybody that speaks in short sentences. <laughs> it's well, not a wrestling show. No, like John it's, Cena it's, was there as John Cena, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a different thing. He was bringing all of his values along with him. Stone Cold really isn't. He's just a bad I think what I kind of respect about him being there is that like to get to the stage that he's at with his career mm-hmm. like you still have to be crazy physical and you mm-hmm. have to put in you know eating right long hours at the gym lots of training in order to get the kind of muscle that he has built so I, I'm i watching it from the perspective assuming that he's kind of like from one athlete to another athlete let's see how you're willing to put it on the line like I put it on the line when I go f- wrestle for fake <laughs> <laughs> you know you know he continued wrestling with a broken neck yeah <laughs> so he's stupid as well is that yeah. what you're telling us <laughs> oh, okay. no, he's as he's just tough as fucking no, nails, so no, yes. no, he's yeah, as tough I'm as sure, nails. but that's just yeah. fucking stupid yeah, it is. <laughs> but isn't everything people. that's tough stupid 
no, not necessarily. A broken neck and wrestling with it is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a broken leg like, is one thing, and that's yeah, tough. Yeah. You know? But a broken neck, that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it dislocated my spine in four places. Right. But, uh, <laughs> we, we, I finished we, the show. Yeah, <laughs> good, you <laughs> gave him a suplex, you know. Uh, <laughs> we need to let Steve watch this, because I think, Steve, you've made your opinion that, of something that it isn't. I, I don't think you think. What you think it is is not what it is. Anyways, I, I wanted I, to say, Mark, I, that I thought it was one of the most entertaining shows I've seen in a long time, and I'm going to be recording every back episode I can get my hands on that show on my sky, um, and I will watch them gleefully. And if I'm next time we're together, let's just bring the popcorn. We'll watch some Stone Cold. You know, that's <laughs> sounds good. Perfect. Is it because they're big, mostly sweaty men? No, not not at all. <laughs> oh, it's just I'm pure right. respect for people being able to ignore pain and fatigue okay, and to compete. I, I meant wrestling in general. Yes, Shona, that is exactly Shona, why I watch same it. Same thing. Yeah, obviously. Oh, big sweaty men. Okay. Yeah. And Shona. the same reason Mark watched yeah. it, I think. <laughs> Shona. Yeah. Shona. Yeah. I'll see you down, I'll see you down the road. I'll see you down the road. <laughs> right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Okay. And also, one last thing. The person that they make, they, the, oh, I'm so excited I can't <laughs> talk. Yep. The person who he makes run the skull crusher. To give a time to beat for that week's competitor. Is he called a stig? He pays $10,000 to if they, oh, if oh. their time beats the other person. And I'm like, fair wow. play to you. 10,000. Yeah, the, re- the reigning champion sets the, the time for the season at the start of the season. Ah. And everyone else has to beat it. Ah. Yeah. And any person who doesn't beat it, you get $10,000 each episode that does oh, not wow. beat. Oh, every episode. Oh, wow. Every, you oh, get yeah. $10,000 every time somebody is unable to beat your time, either by not completing or not beating your oh. time. Um, and then if you, if you, I guess, set the new record, then you get $10,000. So I, I, I respect that he is putting money up for people. And it's not even like the point of the show, like, who's going to win $10,000? Yeah. It's just like when it's done, he's like, yeah, $10,000 yours. Mm. And then like the person, the reigning champion will be like this b- beautiful Superman looking man. And he'll be like, thank you, sir. My kids appreciate it. And you're like, oh, and he has kids. <laughs> <laughs> he has biceps and kids. <laughs> you're such a scary human. I know. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, right. I'm ready to move on so now, So that's Steve. Thriller, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's thrilling, all right. <laughs> um, taboo. My favorite board game. Taboo. No, right. This was a story written by a little boy called Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that to his face. Mike, keep that coffee in your mouth. <laughs> um, no, uh, so this is Stephen Knight, Tom Hardy, and his dad, Edward Chips Hardy. They got together and they... Uh, wrote it out and made a series out of um based on the story written by Tom. Um it's uh eight parts set in eighteen fourteen. Uh begins with James Delaney, who's played by Tom Hardy, returning to Britain after twelve years in Africa. Um had adventure, a farm in adventuring Africa. had a farm once in Africa. Rhodesia. Um with he comes back with fourteen diamonds. Oh. Mm. So he's loaded. Mm-hmm. So this is after his Bit dad of a rough died. Age. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> so he comes home to it's sort of uh, his dad has just died. And he comes back and he's sort of inheriting a lot of stuff, which is uh, a lot of shipping companies and that kind of thing. And uh, it rubs the East India Company up the wrong way uh, because part of the inheritance is a wee bit of land. Uh, see, historically, Mark, you paying attention? Yes, Steve. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just not to spoil it on you, Mark. Um, uh, England and um, the the American mm. armies were uh, just... The war was just coming to an end, and there was a wee patch in between um, 
their lands, mm-hmm. which would be Canada, wouldn't it? And, yes, it would and be uh, the US, yeah, so, or America. Um, so each side are vying for this wee patch of land mm-hmm. because they don't want the other to have it, mm-hmm. essentially. But he owns it and he wishes to keep it mm-hmm. and he won't give a reason why. Mm-hmm. So anyway, well, not initially anyway, but we, 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 we find out later. So that's how it starts. It's dark looking. It's awful dark. Isn't it? Mm. What did we think? Visually, it's very dark. Mm. Like, there's not a lot of sun there. There's just not a lot of sun. It's dark and... Mm. It, it is in England in 1814 yeah. when it was always rainy or No fog. sunshine, mm-hmm. no light yeah, bulbs. Yeah, 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 no yeah. light. <coughs> yeah. So what do we think? I kind of like this. Yeah. Mm. I kind of like it too. Yeah. It's dark and, and every... Uh, do you notice everybody's fi- fucking filthy? No, but like proper filthy. Not yeah. good clean dirt. Like yeah. proper filthy. Uh, you can yeah, almost yeah. see the fleas jumping. No, you can always like. smell them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the show? Gross. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you not think that? That people were dirty? Yes. Yeah, filthy. <laughs> Everybody was so dirty. They were filthy, <laughs> filthy people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because it opens with someone in the mud. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was. I liked it. I wasn't blown. Away. I'd heard a lot about it, so I think yeah. my expectations were kind of high. Yeah. Um. What you like about it? I like that the story seems complicated and that it's doing something I haven't seen before, which is that Tom Hardy's character's background is from time he spent in Africa and he does cool shit. Like, I th- think he, he seems to have some uh, magical powers he picked up in Africa. Some sort of religiously. <clears throat> something and we see, we see a, f- a few <laughs> displays of like, let's call it, um, ritual type thing and then voodoo-esque. we see we see something that's just like yeah straight up voodoo or magic mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and you're like ooh african magic that's cool mm-hmm. um so i'm kind of interested to see where that comes from mm-hmm. and there's also um a, he and this woman seem to have a history and i'm curious to know what it is cuz right now i'm a bit confused about oh, yeah. what their relationship is mm-hmm. Um, I'd also like to know more about why the show was called Taboo. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> things I didn't like about it include... He seems kind of two-dimensional in his intensity. I don't really kind of see anything other than, you know, like smoldering eyes and like, don't piss me off, I'm dark inside. <laughs> and it's kind of wearing thin by the end of the episode. So, I mean, okay. that's... Because he's the main force, and there's no other characters really you'd care about except for this woman that he has some kind of entanglement with, um, who's kind of holding it along, and also the magic. But his character is just a bit too intense with no real payoff at the moment, so that's kind of what's holding me back. Mike, things you liked? Things I liked? um, Well, apart from the dirt, uh, I really liked Tom Hardy himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did like the smoldering hatred that yeah. Shona gave us about. I was yep. just watching it thinking, he's going to yeah, yeah. fuck somebody's yeah, shit yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't mess with him. Yeah. He's got this coolest hat and uh, coat. Yeah. Say, yeah. And yeah. He, he wears it well. Mm-hmm. It suits him. Um, yeah. So you like it that he's unpredictable. He's dark. Well, I think he's, he's quite some, predictable. He's you know, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. predictable. That's, he's not unpredictable. Yeah, he's just he hates everyone. He needs smoldering yeah. hatred. And okay, okay. Uh, okay. He's, he's he's a he's a hand grenade or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to go off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
I also really like the the period of history. Oh yeah, because it's at a time when the world was so much smaller than it is now. Like yeah. Canada is somewhere far off and exotic. Yeah, you know, whereas now you can just fly there tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a bit shit. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's there's that sense of adventure. Yeah, about the place and uh, the the whole East India Company and you know the the financial finagling that went on um, for centuries. Yeah, related to that. Yeah, um, I I just lapped that shit up. Like, yeah, know, I love that stuff. Yeah, um, and who's the chief? Um, oh, uh, he's, the, the he's chief from, East India guy. Is he the Game of Thrones dude? Yeah, he's a uh, king of the. Ren boys. Sparrows. Sparrows, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a great man for carrying Head Sparrow or whatever you yeah. call him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's cool though. Hi, Sparrow. Hi, Sparrow. Yeah, Head Sparrow, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Grandmaster Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> he's a DJ. <laughs> Night time. Yeah. Um, and I do like the fact that they haven't given us a whole lot to work for. Mm. We've picked up a few details along the way, but they're not spoon feeding us. Yeah. The, the, you know, 30 different facts in yeah, the yeah. first five minutes and then, you know, yeah. make it an action movie for the rest of it. Um, there's obviously some kind of mystery that's going to be unveiled as, yeah. as this thing goes by. So that, you know, that was enough to, to sell it to me. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm with both of you on it. Yeah. Uh, that episode, it has enough to keep, to keep me interested. Mm-hmm. I wasn't completely blown away, but interested mm-hmm. yeah. on several story arcs. But I went to watch episode two. Ah. Yeah. And I watched episode three. <laughs> I followed very closely by episode four. Really? <laughs> oh, it's so cool. But see, no. we're, we're up to episode five now. Oh, are we? Oh, damn it. I missed one. Brilliant. <laughs> I, 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 was I like, just stayed up till five o'clock last night. <laughs> 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 no, the episode two is just, that, that just set the ball rolling. Okay, I was just so like, watch okay, another I'm one in. then. I'm well in. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. could see this being good. I just didn't it's really, really good, it wasn't sold to me. So I'll, I'll give episode two a shot. Yeah, he's, and he's, he's, Tom Hardy's just so good in it. And, uh, and he, he really sells the character, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great show. It's a great show. Do they stay in England or does it? So far. Okay. So far, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, some some very interesting revelations mm-hmm. occur, and uh, some very good uh, ducking and diving, almost on a political law level. Mm-hmm. Just very smart mm-hmm. maneuvers, let's okay. say, with the East India Company and the Americans, and uh, you know that kind of thing. Uh, I suppose my question is: Does it get a little bit too intricate? Or no, 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 no. It it doesn't get. It doesn't get so detailed that it gets a bit bullshitty. Okay. You know, they, yeah. like you can just say, like, there's there's four stories in it. Yeah, okay. That's it, yeah. you know, but it's just the way they, uh. they they all sort of are related, but they're not, it's not for bullshit reasons or just okay. weak links, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. There's actually really good reason mm-hmm. for all of them. Yeah, okay. it's just really good. Right. So you're never so going to sit there going, what the fuck, is, what's that all about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I can't believe it. Uh, four episodes, that I'm halfway through, I'm di- mm-hmm. devastated. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I hope yeah. there's a season two. I don't know how this yeah. one lands. So, what is there? There's only eight in it, is there? Yeah, it's really okay. strong. It's really right. strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, you love the shit out of this. I think it is kind of my street, all right. Yeah. From listening to you guys talk, and I'm I'm fairly even more enthusiastic, would say. Mm. Yeah, definitely worth a look. Yeah. Um, I believe there's a bit of a controversy about the details of uh, historical events. Oh, really? uh, particularly in uh, regards to the East India Company. 
Oh. People weren't that happy about the portrayal of... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. It's not like they have a great reputation to start with. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. But, but anyway, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, go watch it. It's great. Yeah, thriller. Okay. Total thriller for me. Anyway. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Killer for you, Shona? Killer. On the strength of the episode alone, <clears throat> yeah, I probably wouldn't watch anymore. Save Steve's passionate recommendation I keep watching. So I'll watch yeah. season two based solely on that. But well, just think how, how, hang, on hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. you got to call it on what you've seen. All right. Based on what I've seen, I'd give it a filler. Okay. So just have to be a stickler here. Yeah. Come on. Thanks, yeah. Them's the rules. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's fair. And you can't be letting Steve guide you. Otherwise, you'd never yeah. wash Broken yeah. Skull. Because he's, man- <laughs> he's a manipulative little bastard, manipulative. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see what he does with the bikies? He pretends to be the nice guy. Then he fucking nails it. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be more conniving than that. Like, get yeah. some sesame seeds into your <laughs> prong crackers. Yeah. Um, okay. So our movie this week was La La Land. La La. Who wants to tell us about La La Land? Mark. City of stars, are you shining just for me? It's a musical that has three songs. <laughs> <laughs> One of which is the like, main theme yes. that's played over and over again. Yeah. So, okay, let me back up. I went straight into my review there. So Ryan Gosling plays a jazz pianist who wants to, who has got great ambition to have a club of his own. And is it Emma Stone you call her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's her? I, yeah. Think, I think that's what she calls herself. Yeah. Mm. And her mom. Emma, Sto- <laughs> <laughs> Emma Stone is an aspiring actress um, trying to make it in Hollywood. Uh, they meet up, um, sparks fly, and the movie goes from there. Yeah. It also, it also opens with an amazing uh, dance song number oh. in a traffic jam. Sorry, I have to completely disagree with you with that because it opened with that and I thought, oh, Jesus, what have I let myself in for? Mike was right. And I just thought, yes, I was like, Mike was right. And I, I, my heart sank. I was just like, ah, oh, Jesus. It's, it's not even like, a throwback to the old musicals where they like a sound stage and a, but they've actually gone and modernized it so they're dancing and they're dancing on these roofs of cars mm. that are, they've obviously picked up in the worst of used car mm. lots because they're all in a jock anyway and yeah. then you see them when they're getting out of the cars they have the dents in the roof from yeah. dancing on them previously yeah, I was just thinking like <laughs> I was just going to ruin your roof yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, I was like you're jumping on a Mustang for God's yeah. sake but uh uh, yeah, when, when they started to do that song and dance thing, I was just like, yeah, I'm really, really not into this at all. And that kind of theme continued in my head. Uh, for You folded your arms at that point. Oh, I did. Very much so. Very much so. And that continued until uh, uh, himself and herself... Uh, not not have just met, but when they, they meet, meet, let's say. Right? When they sort of get it together, that kind of thing. And then, okay. and then suddenly the movie took a turn and went from this awful, as Mike had described movie to, Oh, this isn't so bad. And then it sort of went uphill for a while. I'll, I'll let that sit there for a minute. <laughs> can I just well, pick- that's it on exactly? No, I'm just going to let. I'm just going to pause there you, for a minute. And, can and I just see pick up that, uh, yeah. just pick up that yeah. first scene? Yeah. Um, Mike, did you see it? Yes, I did. And I was quite unsurprised Man, with the first scene. I'm so impressed. <laughs> um, 
And Fair it play. was funny. I actually end up ended up enjoying that first scene. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Of course you would. It's because do you know it brings joy. I I don't know if everybody thinks this way, but I because you knew I had to watch it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm able to superimpose my imagination over what I'm seeing in reality. <laughs> You're imagining zombies. <laughs> well, when they were all dancing on the cars, what I was imagining was an Apache helicopter with rockets and 20 millimeter cannon chewing up the convoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazingly entertaining. <laughs> it was fucking carnage. Um, I'd, I'll come back to you later on the rest of the movie. Okay. I just wanted to uh, pick that up on Mark. the first scene. Right, I'll, I'll go. So, so yeah. I like musicals. I'm a yeah. big fan of musicals. I knew this was a musical going in. And when they all started jumping out of their cars and singing and dancing, I was going, yes, this is exactly <laughs> what I was looking for. And uh, that was that was amplified when Ryan and Emma started dancing later. They have a lovely kind of a tap scene quite early in the movie that I really liked. Um, as a musical, it's it's good, but there's a, the variety of music probably isn't there. Yeah. There's not that many songs. But <laughs> that's, some, that's something that um, me and Donna talked about after the movie. I, I don't think that was as big a problem for me as it probably was for her. And it was something that I thought about after the fact. Um, one problem that I have with it is usually when I watch any film that has a good soundtrack, I'll go back and listen to the soundtrack at work a few days later. But I haven't done with this. I listened to this soundtrack beforehand just so that I'd recognize some of the songs, but I haven't really gone back to it since. So they weren't that good. Um, right. I do like the theme though. It's, a, it's, well, it's catchy. It's not, yeah. Yeah, but is it, it, it is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I, I get you though. I sound like I'm giving out about the music, but I don't mean to. Like, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think that it's, yeah. it's out of this world. Yeah, you know? I, would, I wouldn't stick it on the car, like, you know. No, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very easy listening, but there's no, there's no hooks to it really, apart from that main theme that they really do pummel you with. In terms of the film itself, I thought that it overstayed its welcome just a little bit. Um, 15 minutes shorter, I think, and it would have been really, really good. I think it just, like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I don't think I needed to be there looking at it for as long as we were. Right. And that's the only, that's the only real, the only real complaint I have. I thought Gosling was brilliant. So was Emma Stone. They did, um, they did some really good acting in it, like, like straight acting, as well as Ryan Gosling is such a good dancer. It's amazing. Like, um, what? What? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I thought he was amazing. No. Oh, see, I was, I just happened to be watching at the weekend. I, uh, there was a documentary on musicals and such like. Mm. And there was one particular scene showing an excerpt from, uh, Fred Astaire mm. and Ginger Rogers. Mm. In fact, almost doing the same routine as in that first scene yeah, Mark yeah, was yeah. talking about. The, the tap, yeah. And they were at a completely different level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were, but Ryan Gosling is so cool though. <laughs> well, he is cooler than Fred Astaire, in fairness, but. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. He's far cooler. Did you not see him playing the piano with one hand in his pocket? Come on. <laughs> that was fucking amazing shit. I wish I would love to learn to play the piano so I could put one hand in my pocket while I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, just learn half of the tune and know yeah. <laughs> no, the difference. <laughs> okay, so look at. Obviously, I don't know good dancing when I see them, but I thought he was an amazing dancer. I thought it was really cool. Um, I thought that scene was class. 
Yeah. I, I was um, actually a bit embarrassed for him. No, I thought it was a little bit awkward looking, actually, yeah. at times. Yeah. God, I didn't. I thought it was so smooth. Especially when he had to sort of drag his hand, his mm-hmm. legs and then do this with his hand. He yeah. just looked, he was going, you know, sort of like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, really. It really you know, did. Dinosaur arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like. Ugh. But he did that. That was seamless. He did all no, that perfectly in time. And well, it was so in, my smooth. Opinion, in my opinion, I, I didn't. Yeah, we, look, we can just disagree. I'm no, not, I'm not saying good. that I'm, yeah, yeah. for a change, I'm not saying that I'm right about that. I'm just saying that that's what it looked like to me, right? So, um, I, I think it's a good movie. I think you'll enjoy it if you go and see it. You need to expect a musical and you need to be okay with that. Yeah. Because otherwise, God help you. Like, <laughs> But uh, that aside, I, I think it's really good. Okay, Mike. Continuing on from where you left off. Uh, he can't sing either. Look, he's... He's a very weak voice. Oh, well, singing wasn't good, no. no. Singing wasn't good. He did all right. He did look, all right. he'd be all right yeah, for a school musical. <laughs> ah, come on, like you know, you know, but, yeah, okay. He's not a singer number one, you know. He's an actor number one. Yeah, he's definitely a singer number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they've obviously got somebody else playing the piano. You ain't no Anne Hathaway. Why anyway. couldn't they have had somebody else do the singing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just somebody else entirely <laughs> who could sing and dance? He and, worked really hard at that singing, Mike. <laughs> I'm sure he did, but I could really work, work really hard at singing, and I'd still be shite. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did, did it get any better? No. You, did, you didn't enjoy the story? No, the story... You see, it nearly went into normal movie mode there for yeah. quite a lot of it, actually. Yeah. For a long time, yeah. yeah. See, I kept on wondering, you know, like Emma Stone has a lot of struggles as an actress. And like in the movie... In story yeah, yeah. Yeah, or really? She, like, she yeah, wants yeah. to be an actress and she's struggling. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she's getting knocked back in, yeah. in uh, auditions and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And the more I watched it, the more I was re- kind of thinking of it as... How did you get to be famous? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. In real life. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, there was one point, I, I thought it was actually quite cleverly done. They see her coming out from a an audition where she hasn't done very well. Yeah. And she gets into an elevator, <laughs> and she's followed into the elevator by two absolutely stunning redheads. Mm. And it, it was quite obviously put in that scene. To yeah. say, you know, how can she compete with these people? But then I thought, oh, I can put it in real life. She would have actually been competing against these yeah, people yeah. in real life. And I was like, how did you get through the system? Yeah, yeah. Talent shines through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the story itself, you know, going on, it didn't, just didn't grab me. You know, I didn't feel like I was rooting for the people. Yeah. Um, I didn't, you know, they had their struggles. Yeah. But they didn't seem to be extraordinary struggles. Yeah. And you kind of need a bit of extraordinary to get you, yeah. uh, you know, on side with somebody. Yeah. And I just didn't find that. Yeah. Um, I thought the penultimate scene was just so, what's the word? I, I'm trying to think of a suitably awful word. Well, talk, say it into the mic. Um, <laughs> it was so self-indulgent, like a, a kind of movie-making masturbation. But it wasn't, though. Ah, Jesus. That wasn't the point of it. Mike, have you ever looked at something or something and said, if I'd gone left when I went right, things would be different? Yeah, it's called sliding doors. It was done yeah, yeah. about I know 10 about years ago, much yeah, better right. than this. <laughs> <laughs> but they, there was just an element of that to it at a point. And it didn't come across self-indulgent to me. It was like, you know, they talk about your life flashing before your eyes before you die. It's like <laughs> your life flashing before your eyes before the credits roll. <laughs> um. One thing I will grant it, I did really like 
the very end. Yeah. The very last shot. Yeah. I thought actually saved the movie for me. <laughs> really, yeah. It was a re- really yeah. good closing shot, yeah. Yeah. I uh, loved it. Like you say, I loved the end shot, but I really liked the penultimate scene as well. Did you? Uh, I wasn't expecting it. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I can see what you mean where it was a bit self-indulgent because you've the theme music and... Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm. it all comes Let's together. Bring it all home. Almost, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost, yeah. Bring it home, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting it to come home the way they brought mm-hmm. it home. And okay. it sort of made me sit there and think as well. Mm-hmm. Sort of, not necessarily about my own life, mm-hmm. but about, yeah, about his life and the choices he's made. Mm-hmm. So exactly. when you're watching the show, Ryan Gosling and both of them, in fact, are choosing between their dreams and what could be a reality and their relationship. And the three are all mixed up and they're never quite sure which is the most important. But they make decisions during the movie that lets you know what they think. And then at the end of the film, you go, or is that what they are? Are they happy now? And I thought it was really good because, you know, they've they made the decisions and stuff has happened. But was it the right one? And uh, I, I, I thought it was really good. A good way to finish a movie like So there you have it. It's yeah, that's Mark. That's Mark. Shit film. music, Mark, yeah. shit dancing, shit, shit pretty well everything except for the last scene. Mike, Mike I'm so not surprised that you're shitting all over this film. <laughs> Give us a it, mark there, Mike. It's a fucking miracle I watched this. Give us a mark. I think there was a comment about boiled piss last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah. I want to hear Mike, Mark. Um... It's tough because every fiber in me wants to give it a three. Yeah. But you but know, it wouldn't be fair. It would be fair. It's fully justified. Except no. for the last scene yeah. is actually such a strong last yeah. scene. Yeah. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Better than expected. Mark? Four. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty low. Yeah. Um, but it's from Mike, you have to remember. So Yeah, true. Yeah. I think this is a seven. The more I think about it. Yeah, I think you're right. It probably is a seven, yeah. Yeah. I think coming in here tonight, in my head, it was probably a six. But the more I talked about it, and actually the the exposition with you guys, there's actually a lot more there. Um, I think, I think it's a seven. And I re, yeah, I, I I can see why Paddy Power of the Odds so stacked in its favor because it's, it's made about Hollywood. It's a, you've got an actor and you've got a, a struggling musician, uh, trying to make it from the ground up. A sh- a Hollywood eats that up. Mm-hmm. They are going to love this. You know, it's just going to win all around it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to poison the ground here for uh, before yeah. Shona watches it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mike. Because I, the world's already not like <laughs> heading swiftly into an apocalypse. Let's <laughs> suck out any potential joy Shona uh, might find elsewhere. I was just going to say, I think Shona's a better singer than Emma Stone. Aww. So you think about that while you're watching it, thinking she's getting paid and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Mike. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Next up, we've got some previews and coming to a bicycle near you. Could have said I was a better singer than Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the first one is uh, The Lost City of Z, 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 they call it. Um, this is about a shouty kind of guy who tells us he must find the city of Zed. 
Cersei Lannister plays some part as, and an old mysterious woman uses the words, you must find what you seek. It is your density. density. <laughs> yeah, yawn. So Who writes this only, stuff? But yeah. Just, just on some, um, yep. on, just on some general knowledge points. Mm-hmm. The only time where you listen carefully to what an ugly woman has to say is if she's a fortune teller. <laughs> <laughs> so, that grabbed my attention straight away. I looked at her and said, she is fucking wise. She is wise as shit. <laughs> so that's, The wisdom she, is in direct proportion to the ugliness. Usually, yeah, usually. Oh, yeah, if there's warts, even better. Unless they're a you, wicked witch and then yeah. it's all deception and then you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it doesn't look like a great old movie, though. Doesn't, I wouldn't doesn't. be that bothered about it. I, it was, I think we've seen this kind of thing a lot of times before. Yeah, it's a little bit Tarzany. It's a little bit... Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> looks like there's going to be quite a lot of talking in it. A lot of talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kept watching the trailer going. They're going to bust out a giant animal of some kind now in a second, and it never happened. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a, a tiny clip from what looked like World War Two, and I went, "What the fuck?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Skip. Yeah. Um. Next one was the Belco experiment. No, this looks like a bit of crack. Oh yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. When it first came on, I was thinking, what's this shit? <laughs> and then, clang, middle of the trailer. So a group of 80 white-collar Americans are locked in their office building located in Bogota, Colombia. Uh, in a, it's a twisted social experiment. They say in one hour, 30 of you must be dead. Ooh. I will leave it to you. Um, this has got a couple of big names on it as well. Um, and if 30 people aren't dead, we'll kill 60 of you. Oh, yeah. And, and then they kill a guy really spectacularly, just shows that they're serious. <laughs> so you've got the president from Scandal. You've got, uh, what's your man? John from? C. McGinley. No, but what's he from? Oh, uh, nobody knows who John C. McGinley is. Oh, the, the office space. He's in, what was that hospital one that was funny? Oh, Scrubs. yeah. yeah. Uh, Grey's Anatomy? No, no, the funny one. <laughs> Scrubs. Scrubs. Scrubs, yeah. Scrubs. Yeah. yeah. Funny one, not the yeah. hilarious one. The janitor uh, from Scrubs. And Merle from uh, Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. That's right. When I saw him in, I went, oh, yeah, this is going to be yeah. good. He's going to fucking chop the shit out of people. And there's one other guy that was interesting in it. Um, oh, fuck, what's he from? It'll come to me. Okay. So are these people like willing participants in a game or are they just kind of being told by people you need to kill 30 people? Well, they signed up for a very weird company with all kinds of weird rules. Oh. And I don't know why they would have done such a thing, but now they're in it. Because I was going to say, this, this kind of sounds like a very classic um, thought experiment used in philosophy classes and one that I learned about in my very own philosophy class, which is that um, the morality of being forced to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you do? And are you the guilty party? Or is the person forcing you to kill somebody the guilty party? Um, he was Jim Harper in the newsroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and Thanks, I we actually saw this um, thought experiment in Spies. Yeah. <laughs> they had an episode on it. Um, so it sounds like it could be interesting. Mm, yeah. But it's, it's yeah, been done this. a lot. I'd yeah. This. Yeah. yeah, it looks like they're going to spend money on it, though. Cool. No, it may not be the newest idea, but... yeah. Yeah, it'll be show, it'll be done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and what was the last one we looked at? I am Michael. I am Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a dig at me? 
<laughs> Don't know if the writers meant it that way, Mike. So this is a story of um, uh, a gay guy who finds God and goes straight. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mm. And the question what's, throughout the film is, can you go straight? What's the tone of the film then? Is it drama? Well, this, you know what IMDb wrote about it? Is that... Uh, a gay activist and magazine founder is saved from his homosexuality after turning to God. <laughs> saved? Well, I guess that's like, what the God people, the terminology yeah, yeah, they like, would use. What? You know. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't also, exactly look at it that way. Yeah. Daryl Hannah's in this, and so is Emma Roberts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, James Franco is what you guys are saying. Yeah. Yeah. James Franco looks like he's doing a stellar job here, but uh, yeah. I guess the, 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 key, the core question through the film, as I was saying there, was about are, is he being true to himself or is he just pretending to be something that he's not for Jesus' sake? Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is, the joke could be on him, of course, because Jesus really knows you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lie about yourself to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it's hugely controversial. I would whole, say so. This whole topic. Because the one thing that liberals hate is people that don't agree with them. <laughs> so you've, if you've been on their side and then gone over to the other side, that's it, you're done. <laughs> so I can actually see this movie being protested. Uh, well, are they not up in arms about the whole you can't pray away the gay? Oh, yeah, that's, that's always been the case. But to get like a well-known actor like James Franco to come on board on something like that. And Zachary Quinto. And Zachary Quinto. Mm. Uh, for them to actually risk their careers to be involved in something like that is probably quite a a brave act on their part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, so the protesters will have those down with that sort of thing. Careful now. Oh, very much yeah. so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, well, my guess is Zachary Quinto was in it as the gay cred, plus maybe he had mm. personal motivation as well. Yeah. I did actually watch a very interesting documentary on this topic uh, not so long ago. With Do you ever watch Viceland TV? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, they cover all kinds of weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was on... Um, the topic of people who are well a, conversion therapy yeah partly oh, no conversion way. therapy really? and partly uh talking to people who you know weren't into conversion therapy but they were struggling with who they were oh, okay. right and one message that came out very strongly from it was that a lot of people in the situation felt um penalized by their former friends for even thinking such thoughts oh wow i've tried of contemplating conversion therapy uh, not even so much contemplating conversion therapy, but contemplating changing what what is it to be gay? You know, and right? Not they they don't want to be the way they used to be, right? Whatever other route they go down, um, they found that they were socially excluded from their previous peer circles and whatever. Um, so non acceptance wasn't being accepted. Their exactly own non acceptance of their sexuality was not accepted by their peers. Exactly, and it wasn't even so much non-acceptance, but simple questioning. Okay. The fact that once they had got to a certain point where they were put in their box, you know, this is your classification. Right. Once they started to question their classification, they got into into trouble in terms of how the world treated them. Right. Um, so, interesting question. I don't know if the movie's going to be any good. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the kind of film that I'd run to go see, and like when you have over in the other screen... 80 people trapped in an office block killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'd go. <laughs> um, okay, that's it for this week. I think. Yeah. That's all she uh, wrote. Just okay. before we finish, can we just yeah. pay tribute to how fucking cute Merle is? 
Yeah. Oh, Merle, there's Merle Haggard, our oh. new uh, Is It a Bicycle Cat? Oh. Yeah, it's our oh. studio cat. Uh, you got to tweet out a picture of how oh, just yeah, how yeah, cute yeah. Merle is. Yeah. Super cute. Yeah. Well, he's Instagramming quite a lot. Yeah, Aww. he is. And he particularly likes Shona, but looks what. Cats always <laughs> like me because I can't touch them because I'm yeah. so allergic to them. So they just cuddle up to me because they're like, ah, friend, someone who will ignore me and not show affection. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's Haggard Merle's um, Instagram handle? Uh, Haggard Merle. Yeah. At Haggard Merle? Yep. He is indeed. He's cute as hell. Look at that. H-A-G-G-A-R-D-M-E-R-L-E. Just like the country and western singer. He's a tribute to. Yeah. He looks like a Merle Haggard. Look at you. He does. Merle. Merle. <laughs> right, we'll leave it there. So from Mike, Mark, Steve and Shona. Woo! Stay classy. <laughs>